0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Mentor. Today's guest is Christy Whitehill. Now Christy's a woman in the tech industry who started with no experience and all she had was an idea for a dating app. After raising capital and spending a lot of time and energy on it, the dating app was blown out of the water by Tinder of all organisations and she had to rethink her ideas and her approach to her business. So now Christy has launched Hatching Lab which is a software development company and innovation partner working with both corporates and startups. She's also launched Tech Ready Women, a program to help other women with no experience turn their tech ideas into successful businesses. Lots to talk about, so let's get straight into it. Christy Whitehill, welcome to The Mentor.
1: Hello, nice to meet you.
0: Same here. I want to go back to the beginning I'm, mean, I'm actually intrigued by um, you having a same idea or a similar idea or marketplace as to Tinder. Mm. Um, how'd you come up with the idea of um, building a dating app back then?
1: Well, so six years ago, I had an idea for my first tech product. Uh, I was working in retail at the time. and I,
0: I, By the way, just, just stop there. We Are you a tech person though?
1: No, completely right. non-tech. Right. N- I n- by, I guess at that stage I hadn't even started a business, but I come from a family of entrepreneurs, so it's it's in my it's in my blood. Uh, came up with my first idea for a tech product. It was a dating website called Fancy My Friend, and the concept was around friends recommending their single friends. Uh, it was an idea my friend and I had come up with over a glass of wine, as you as you do. Um, and we did what most non tech people do: we Googled website developer hired a developer in India to build our first tech product. It ended up looking like crap. We had to, to, to throw it away because, um, as you can imagine, 2 non-tech people trying to tell a developer how to build a website, especially someone from India who just does what you say, just completely disastrous. Um, so after that experience, I... Um, Pivoted the idea, so probably about a year later, too long, Pivoted the idea because I saw the market was really moving mobile, and that's when I created Fancied, which was the, the similar app to Tinder. Uh, this was just pre Tinder. I raised three hundred thousand in funding. Had to deal with uh, Pacific
0: Magazines. Well, can I just stop you there? You raised three hundred thousand dollars in funding. Yes. You had an idea. Did yes. you, ha- you hadn't had. You hadn't built the. I hadn't built it
1: yet. It was okay. off a uh, pitch deck.
0: Okay. So you got a pitch deck. How did you uh, How did you get to meet people who were going to give you three hundred grand?
1: Well. F- a lot of it was my dad. Um, he was my first investor. Then I, I had two outside investors come in. Uh, once I, I guess I, I'd put together a really good business case, and the market was really ripe for disruption. Um, and obviously, because Tinder came in and actually did it, um, I guess the you know the the thing for us was that Tinder was already really well funded. They had a lot more backing. It was a viral machine, so, you know, we couldn't really compete with that. But did you
0: come in just before Tinder or did you come in around the same time as Tinder? So,
1: we were just before, but they hit the market
0: and, yeah. yeah. And it just, just totally flooded just it. Just flooded market.
1: it and, yeah.
0: So, so fancied, um, the idea of Fancy, though, was it the same as Tinder? In other words, people put up their profile, someone else puts up their profile and, uh, you know, you like it or I don't even know bloody Tinder works. So, yeah. <laughs> tell me. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Yeah.
1: It I mean, it's pretty much the same in that, uh, you you know, swipe left, swipe right, but you fancy people anonymously. We had a a differentiator, which was, uh, it was location-based, so you could check into a bar, and fancy somebody anonym- anonymously which worked really well when we threw on we've like we put on great big parties so we had celebrities there and everything it was it was a lot of fun but um yeah it just you know tinder was just it was a it had a better product because we needed to re once we started scaling we had around 20 000 users in the first two months we needed to rebuild the back end uh i need to raise more capital to do that but with tinder in the market we just couldn't we couldn't raise so, anymore
0: you, you, did you try so you tried to raise the second round yeah and and what did you try and raise how much
1: well we just needed another extra hundred thousand at that time we were just trying going back to our same investors and and, and close network it was just what are they reject yeah. you? I
0: mean, that's interesting because I would have thought Tinder would have been a proof of concept for investors um, and even if Tinder had a hundred percent of the market if you get Five percent of the market. It mm. still be a pretty big market.
1: I think it was. Uh, I don't know. At the time, it, it was just there was so much hype, and everyone was just like, "Look, they're here. They've got major VC backing from America." I yeah, won't take them on. Not won't take them on. Yeah.
0: Okay, it's interesting. Um, uh, and so what happened? So I mean, you're, so, so are so fanci- fancied. I love the name. It's yeah, great. So, uh,
1: I loved it too. Yeah, it's a good name. branding. So, branding is a real like that's my thing. Like I love putting together brands yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah. and all that. Um, I after that I look through my own experiences as a non-tech founder trying to start a tech business it was really challenging because I didn't have the the skills the knowledge at the time the network to really um, you know find the right development team I wasted about a hundred thousand dollars building technology that I didn't need to build I didn't know how to validate my ideas back then especially a tech idea so I've also found other entrepreneurs who are going through the same challenges. And that's when I started Hatching Lab, which is one of my current companies. Um, So we started working with, I started building up a really great network of um, developers and designers, freelancers and contractors, and some came on full time um, to uh, help uh, educate entrepreneurs to build an MVP and a prototype. uh, So a minimum viable product for those that, that don't know what that is. And, and um, test and validate their their products without spending a lot of money. You mean,
0: you mean in, a, in an IT sense or are you yes. talking about overall?
1: No, in so apps and, and websites. And then um, so last year we stopped working with startups, but we now just work with um, corporates. So we work with the likes of Ernst & Young, helping them innovate. And we've sort of moved towards more of the education innovation space with Hatching Lab and, and um, working with corporates on a software development perspective.
0: Okay. So Hatch, Hatching Lab is a, a confluence of – all the various parts that a new startup needs to have in order to make his or her um, it service in relation to their idea, whether it's on app or on on a, on, a, on a website, work because you know i I think off the back of what you just said about um, fancied etc, um, you discovered that in order to be able to instruct the developers and all the testers, etc. You need to be a software architect. You, you need, need to be an instructor. You have to instruct them what you actually want.
1: You need to have. You need to be really clear and um, on your idea, have validated it, uh, and also have some knowledge in product development to be able to understand the development process, so that you can instruct and, and, I guess, share your vision with the development team.
0: Yeah, because otherwise, if I mean, I've had the same experience. If you don't, they'll developers run off on a tangent. Yeah, and you'll, it'll still cost you the same amount of money. And, and you won't get what you want because they're trying to interpret your business idea.
1: Yeah, it, it can be really – like it's a it's a whole new language. There's so many buzzwords and jargon when it comes to tech. It can be really confusing for people. You know, there's a lot of you don't know what you don't know. Mm. You know, how, how do you know that you're hiring the right skill set uh, for your development team for your product? Because there's different tools and different technologies you can use to, to build different platforms. But how do you know if you don't know what you're asking for? How do you know who to hire and who's the right fit? So, um, that sort of led me on to, um, you know, why I created the Tech Ready program and, and Tech Ready Women, which is all about uh, helping women educate women on how to build technology products and services.
0: So, but, but like, I, I, where where do you sort of um, your do you uh, house hatching lab? Like it's so it's, it's obviously a lab. It's a good name, hatching. I mean, I, I get the sort of the branding on it, but. Um where 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 do people go like and how do you find people to go to your hatching lab?
1: Uh, we're all of our business is based on referrals. So we've been based in Tankstream Labs for 4 years now, almost 5 years. And um I think being part of the startup community, it's all about business is about building relationships and you know all of our business is based on referrals, especially our corporate clients. There's a lot of corporates that are involved with Tankstream Labs as well, so you know, I've built up that network there. Um, I'm naturally a connector, so it's sort of yeah. Well, I haven't spent a cent on marketing for Hatching Lab anyway. Right. So,
0: so you're so you're down at the Tankstream um, mm. Labs, um, which is down there in George Street, um, and uh, you're you've got space there. Mm. And um, someone comes in there, for example, you know, there's some other they've got an idea and they need IT support, and they well they're going to run the run the business off an off a, off a an app or some other sort of electronic mm-hmm. platform. Um, what, has hap- what happens? Do they say, well, why don't, you, why don't you come and talk to Hatching Labs? Yeah, Let them, definitely. Let them put it together for you?
1: Yeah, I, I guess we get referred people and we see if they're the right fit for us. Um, you know, nowadays we just – predominantly just work with corporates um so what does that
0: mean though what, what do you mean you predominantly work with corporates
1: so they're typically our clients now rather so, than startups so developing software for startups so um
0: so you're not just developing for st- software for startups or helping them develop no, their software for, for startups. yeah you're doing it now for corporates so, yes. you've, so you've sort of evolved
1: yes definitely and and i and i think you know um for us it's it's. I find it really exciting. You know, for example, we're working with a large corporate at the moment, helping them. You know, it's it's a they're huge mach, like machines really that um, still have old systems and processes. So going in there and helping teach them, I guess some of the new ways and innovative ways that they can transform. You know, existing um, services and, and putting them online or um, creating products, client facing products, and automating systems. So it's really exciting. You um, so beca- sort of
0: become a. A website builder or a app builder. You're We've got of, a
1: team. Well, yeah, not, not me. I can't code. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but, no, but your team. But
1: my team, yes, yeah. definitely. Well, your, bi-
0: your business, Hatching Labs.
1: Yes, yes. So, um, so it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so that,
0: that's that's cool. So you've gone. you so your evolution is that you've gone from trying to build your own dating website, um, which sort of fell over a bit, yep. um, and then and then you built your own um, dating app, which got outspun by um, Tinder, yep. then you turn it into, okay, why don't I try and help startups build their their platforms yep. IT platforms in whatever form they need. And then from there, you've evolved it into um, talking to corporates or looking after corporates who, who are either renovating their platforms or commencing a new platform or... Bringing all the legacy platforms into one, et cetera, migrating customers onto from one platform to another platform. So you're now in sort of a, a fee for service business. Yes, yes. As opposed to having your own. Product which yes. you wanted people to subscribe to.
1: Yeah, originally, yeah, and I think it was just I just understood the customer problem. Like I understand how frustrating it is to find the right team, and I wanted to create a genuine service that offered the right advice, the right guidance, and and obviously the technical services to to bring the products to life.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what's what's the um concept behind the word hatching lab are you trying to hatch ideas or yeah one,
1: it's a, it's that beginning stage. i love the beginning stage of an idea and and understanding a problem that you need to solve and then coming up with a solution to solve it um and i think um yeah that that was i guess the the reasoning behind the branding i guess um you know is at that idea stage how do we how do we turn the idea into a product and service
0: Yes, because it's interesting. I mean, I was only – yesterday I was talking to a group of people about um, the concept of failure and, uh, I mean, whilst no one wants – these days wants to – any time wants to Mm. say they failed in something, um, uh, your unsuccessful launch of the dating app actually created – knowledge for you that allowed you to get into this business. So you needed to actually go through that process to find where your space is, which is where it is now. That is actually helping others.
1: I look back and, you know, I I did a talk the other day to some uni grad students and, you know, I look back and I connect the dots from – you know, my background from when I started at school to where I am now. And I feel like I'm very mission and, and um, purpose driven. So, when I was at school, I was, you know, almost failed high school. I didn't fit into the education box. I wasn't good at math. I, I really felt like I, I sort of had these belief systems that I wasn't smart enough. So, I, I when I finished school, I started learning about personal professional development. I just started educating myself in different areas in business and didn't go to university, but, you know, because I'm, I'm just, yeah, couldn't fit into that. But, um, you know, I really started, once I started the personal development route, I really started believing that I could achieve anything I put my mind to. And then, so when I got into tech, I was like, I can do this. This is something that I'm really good at. And especially the entrepreneur thing. So... Um, so that's really helped drive me, and then I, I look at now how helping other people—it's just, you know, f- for me it's so fulfilling um, because I was once in that spot. So,
0: well, because you know, a lot of people listening to this, and you know, they might be working in you know, a job somewhere which they don't like, and they have um, aspirations to do something better in their in their view. Yeah. Um, so, can I just get a bit of a, a detail on you? So. You're a mum? Yeah. Told me on the way and you've got a seven month old little boy. Ten month, yeah. Ten sorry, ten, ten month. Ten month, month yeah. old little boy. <laughs> yeah. Who uh, keeps you awake because he's feeding at the moment. Um so th- that's a chore in itself. That's yeah. that's a that's a nearly a full time job. Yeah. Um I'd I'd say by looking at you you're somewhere close to thirty. Yeah. Um and so, and, <laughs> Somewhere close bit older. to thirty. It's, it's, it's close enough. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and, um, and and as you said, you didn't go to university. You didn't do all that. You weren't a still a stellar student at school. Um, for whatever the reason, it doesn't really matter because you know you're 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 you're, you're not fitting the assumed mould. Mm. But you are actually fitting a massive mould. You're probably fitting the mould of the majority of mm. people, particularly people listening to this show. Um, and somehow you gain confidence. In yourself, that you could be an entrepreneur, and you could make use of others' their university education, their yep. well-fitted fit, mould lifestyles, to actually um, r- result in a business for you, where you could get a lot your lifestyle out of it, yes, and yep. support your kid and all that other stuff. Yep. Is that sort of a good summary?
1: Yeah, I think so. Like, I, I mean, what,
0: where where is the point, Chrissy, that you actually became? Confident. I mean, did you? Because a lot of these people say, "Oh, yeah, that's okay."
1: Confident. Well, well, they—you come across
0: really confident. Like, I mean, all these people say, "Oh, yeah, it's all right for her." You know, she's confident and she knows what she's doing and. Yeah, but I, I don't know if that's the case. No.
1: You, I, I mean, I'm making it up every day and mm. and I, I believe your mindset is your biggest tool and if you can keep working on that and keep breaking down any fears and, and you know, obstacles that are in your own way, then, because at, at the end of the day, you are the only person in your own way to, to get to wherever you want in your life. You can achieve what you want. Um I think it's a matter of understanding what your values are, um, and then upskilling yourself in the areas that y- that you need to get good at in order to grow a business or or get that you know job promotion or whatever what you need speed, to get to.
0: The speed at which you get there. I mean, like I th- a lot of these <laughs> younger people who think to themselves. I want to be next year. I want to be working for myself, and I want to be doing this. Um, what's what? What about that? I mean, you know, how does that work? I mean, did you? Have, do, but patience, um Yeah, taking I, step by step, etc.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like. They say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success and I think that's true. I'm you know, I I'm now on a, on a bit of a growth um, curve with being in the tech space. I've been in the space for about six years. I've been on, on an entrepreneurial journey for about six or seven years. I guess I've, I've – I mean, I did have little businesses but not really anything where I had raised money or started making money and, um, until, you know, five, six years ago. But, you know, I think if you want to do something – you know, you've got to take each day as it comes. You know, it, it does take time.
0: What about frustration? Did you get frustrated? Oh, all the time. What did you do? I mean, what did you talk oh about to somebody? I mean, yeah, I have a to?
1: mindset coach now. Yeah. So probably about three. What through, is that? So he's he's psychologist. No, he's not a psychologist. Um, he's more of a growth mindset coach. So, you know, he's trained in um. Um, some different methods, Dr. John Martini teaches, which is the breakthrough experience. I don't know if you've heard of that. He's a, a human behavior expert. So there's just like little mindset tools that you can do that can help you. So if you're coming up you know, with anxiety or fears or anything like that, you can change your perspective on it and then help break it and make you move on. So,
0: so if I was to draw a graph yeah. and uh, on uh, one axis, on the vertical axis, I, I put... Uh, um, the vertical axis, which is the x-axis, I, I said that was um, your um, confidence. And then on the y-axis, I put time. Mm-hmm. It would, and, and we're going from one to six years. So it would seem – I don't know if I'm correct now. You t- correct me if I'm wrong. But it, seemed like, it would seem to me that your confidence relative to time flatlined for a while then probably jumped on year five or somewhere around there. Or, I think or it slowly went up and down. Did it right? Yeah,
1: because – you know, so, when, it was volatile. Definitely. Um, you know, when I first started, I had all the confidence in the world because I had no idea what to expect. And and then that, I guess, helped me get the funding I needed to with Fancied because I just believed in what I was doing so much.
0: So, you sold the belief?
1: Yeah, I sold the belief. Um but when that crashed, it's like I had the biggest meltdown like you could think of. And that's when I found that the coach at the time. I went, okay, I need to get up. I'd like, you know, been in the ditch for a couple of weeks where I was just upset. I was losing investor money, like world on my shoulders. And um, and then I went. No, I'm going to do something about this. So I started listening to audio tapes and uh, mindset things, and finding things on YouTube that can just help me turn my mindset and perspective around on the situation that I was in, and look for the positive, and and find the opportunity rather than focusing in on what the problem was or the or the challenge that I was overco- like coming o- uh, overcoming.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I mean, lots of startups go through this volatility. Yeah. And, uh, some never return. No. no. And uh, and I just I'm all, I've always been fascinated and I'm, I'm no psychologist, but I've always been fascinated at the difference between those who recover and those who who don't. Um, and and you say you say something in your upbringing or something in your DNA or mm. both um, encourage you to go find somebody to help you give you a technique yeah. to redirect your thinking process, your was, thought process.
1: Yeah, it was actually when I was 23, my mum introduced me to a book. And uh, the first thing I read, and I know it has a bit of controversy, was The Secret mm-hmm. by Rhonda Burns. <laughs> um, look, I know I know that was all about positive thinking and they they came back and said, look, it's not just about the thinking, you've got to take action. Um, but that was the first thing that got me going, oh, okay, there's a different perspective. So I started really wanting to learn about that and that's when I found Dr. John Demartini. With the breakthrough experience and, you know, I think when you can come across adversity just, you know, and, and challenges, you, you could, a lot of opportunities can come from it and it's just about turning your perspective around. And it does take a lot of work. I must admit I've been practising this stuff for about 10 years.
0: So where do you get the patience and the tolerance to do this? I mean, like, um, I mean, obviously you didn't have a child at the time. No. I mean, if you had a child, do you think it would have been much different?
1: Um, it definitely makes it harder because your time is so limited so you don't get as much time for yourself. Uh Tiredness. It's tight and you're tired. Mm. Um, But you know, you can always put audio things in and you know, while you're breastfeeding or feeding them, you can listen to things. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it can Um, be done.
0: But it just seems like there is a certain DNA in certain entrepreneurs for me. And um, no matter what, you can't push them down. No. That's just like some people want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Some people are born to be entrepreneurs, my view. I think it's easy enough for people to say, yeah, look, you can do this, you can do that. But whether you do it or not is another matter. Mm, you know, exactly. Because all those things are available to everybody I yeah, think. Yeah. Some people just say I'm not doing it I'm It's out. resilience
1: I'm out. and grit. Like there's like there's this resilience and grit that you've got to be able to, thick skin that you've got to be able to get. I mean I like I said I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My dad's a successful entrepreneur. He's in property. He's been through, you know, the GFC, he's, you know, almost been bankrupt. So I've I've watched him Get up every single time and then just grow even. Bigger. So, that,
0: that family support piece is probably. Yeah, it's critical. really important. Or, or support from somebody. Yes. Uh, you have to have somebody there who you can fall back on. Definitely. I mean, you've got to have someone that you can whinge to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and some say, shut up. Yeah, this.
1: exactly. You know, like, seriously. My husband's been that one. Yeah. yeah well, well you've got to have someone <laughs> like that. He's amazing. Yeah. He's my biggest support because out of the two of us, I'm, I'm probably the more entrepreneurial. He's got, you know, he's always had the steadier business. He's, a, he's got his own business as well, but his has always been steady. I take risks. Um, <laughs> and he's always going, oh God,
0: I, she's going to crash. I have to ask <laughs> you, did you meet him on Tinder or no, on fancy
1: No. We've been together for about eight and a half years now. So we met on the Gold Coast on yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's Day.
0: <laughs> now, well, that was an obvious question, didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, so, so, okay. So, and I think people listening to the show need to understand it's it's not impossible to do it on your own. No. But it is much easier if you have somebody you can fall back on. And really Definitely. it's just – they're not going to give you any advice really. They're just someone to listen.
1: Exactly. Um, because yeah.
0: it's up to you at the end of the day. But if you've got somebody you can, who's just going to listen to you and say, look, it's going to be okay, you'll be fine, or uh, you just need to pour your heart out every now and then.
1: Well, that's it. And that's why with Tech Ready Women, um, you know, our, our accelerator program – I've, I've wanted to create a, a welcoming space where it gives women the access to mentors, experts, and people that they can reach out to at any time and say, hey, can you give me advice on this? Or can you give me some tips on this? Or can you help me with my product and give me feedback? It's really important to, to be able to find mentors in your industry, in your space. And there's a lot of people, if they've been successful, that they want to help and, and give back as well. And you know, um, I mean, the, the program, it's, it's skills education as well, so they're getting the tools, the, the know-how to hire developers to, to actually create a tech product. Um, and well, I'm
0: going to stop you there because after the break, I want to go to this. This Tech Ready Women. Yeah. Um, it's a great initiative, and I want to talk about it after the break, but Tech Ready Women is not only a, um, a good initiative, it actually a good, um, makes you good money. It's a good business too. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about that when we come back. So hang in there, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay, we're back on the mentor, and I want to talk to Christy right now about her um, new initiative called Tech Ready Women. Um, it's not only one of those, I mean, sometimes when I see these sort of things, Christy, I think, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. they're just doing it because, you know, women, it's a market and women aren't being looked after and they've sort of built a little segment for themselves. But take me through it. What was your initial thinking about it and how's it evolved?
1: Yeah, so as we were talking about before you know my my own challenge starting out in tech was was you know it was quite a frustrating and expensive experience it was probably about a year or two into that i was thinking you need to there's a needs to be a, a central place for women to be able to go to that they can learn about you know how to develop an app how to hire developers validate ideas all of that sort of stuff and even though there's a lot of information out there You don't know what you're actually looking for because, as I said before, you don't know what you don't know. And were you
0: on your own? Were you the only woman in your environment? Yes,
1: for a long time. And you know, I I um, also probably about two years ago joined uh, four other women in a I guess it's a a multimedia content platform called Poppy Renegade. We produce content around personal professional development, so I, I contribute as a as a blog writer and um we put on events occasionally as well and it was through that experience i had other women coming to me going christy how do i develop an app how do i get started you know can you introduce me to this person and i really saw that there was a need to help women make that first step into tech and and open the i guess or put down the barriers um especially the culture barrier it's very male dominated uh, you know it's a very bro culture you go to a meetups it's pizza it's beer we don't want that. <laughs> you know we have different conversations. Women learn differently. And what I found that when we actually created this accelerator, so last year it was when I felt pregnant actually with my with my little boy that I went, okay, if I'm going to be spending any time around like away from him, I want to make sure I'm really passionate about what I'm doing. As much as I loved helping startups from the tech perspective, I really wanted to focus in on helping women in business. and I started developing the the the, the um, Course last year and then when I was six months pregnant and I was like yes we're going to launch it and that was really ambitious because I was getting really tired by the end of the day um and I was already working like full-time and so I worked up until 40 weeks gave birth got back to work probably <laughs> um, I make it sound easy but it's not <laughs> um I uh, and I had a lot of support um You know, and after that, I went back to work, um, working from home for the first three months. And following that, I launched the Tech Ready program. And basically, it's an eight-week accelerator helping um, teach women how to validate their ideas, define their, their MVP, their their business model, learn to prototype, how to hire developers, teach them. So a te- it's not just tech, tech; it's
0: it's 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 the it's, a startup it's a proper as well. accelerator. Yes, accelerator.
1: definitely. So we had twenty mentors in the first um, program that has just gone recently, and uh, we had uh, six experts as well. So in product design development. Uh, successful tech entrepreneurs who came in to teach the women what they needed to know.
0: And for anybody who's listening to, by the way, I mean, we, we're we talking about accelerators and mentors and all that sort of stuff. Basically, what, what Chris is saying here, and I, I'm not, I don't want to undermine it, but she's basically built an education program for which she charges fees yep. and um, <laughs> brings in lecturers um, who are these days called mentors and you know technical support people, etc. But and it's instead of it being a three-year university course or a TAFE course, something like that, it's an eight-week course um, where where it's specific. It's not you're not learning about uh, you know humanity or whatever it is. It is specifically targeted and focused, like turbocharged yeah. into the very area that these individuals are trying to do, and that is build a startup. Yeah correct
1: yes tech startup
0: tech startups yes so um and you know we in our our game we call these things accelerators and all that sort of stuff i don't want to freak everybody out who's listening to this um, <laughs> because if you're a, a budding entrepreneur or you're aspiring to do one day to do something for yourself work for yourself you need education mm. you need and but it's not theoretical education but skills education so mm. Chrissy is skilling you up yes over yes. an eight-week period, eight weeks?
1: Eight-week period, So yes. it's
0: a, an accelerated skill course. Yes. Um, f- And you pay a fee for it, which you should have to do. Yes. You should yes. have to pay a fee for it. And she then brings in all the the people who are subject matter experts.
1: Mm-hmm, that's correct? right. Yes, that's right. And it's
0: directed at women. Yes, definitely. And can are the subject matter experts women or men?
1: Uh, both. Both. So we had 70% of the mentors were men. So, very supportive. Um, we've got an amazing community, especially in Sydney, that want to help. Um, and they see, you know, the need to be able to help accelerate the number of women starting tech businesses. Okay.
0: Just give me an idea <coughs> of some of the things, some of the subject matters that you would talk about. Just give me, I don't know, is there, is there a 10 subject matters you're talking so about? So, there's,
1: there's a few. There's probably 10. Um, so… Um so we we focus on business modeling, so we do a business model canvas, value proposition canvas, which is helping you really identify um, you know the key areas that you need to focus on, what the pain pains and gains are of your of your um, customer, you know what you should be um, putting into your app so the kind priorit- prioritization of the features, um, you know how to define an MVP, which is a minimum viable product, your first version of your app. And we also have a development module, which is teaching the tech speak, how to hire developers. We teach them how to use the commonly most develop, used development tools. So GitHub, um, they're on board as well. Um, so we teach them how to use that tool. You know, for example, I had a, a woman tell me about three months ago that she'd spent $200,000 on an app build, but didn't know where her code was held. And that's your main asset. So we we teach them how to actually, you know, use those tools so they can manage their tech team. And know what's going on in terms of a development process.
0: Okay. So, and basically what you've done is you've drawn on all the things that you needed to do. Yes. For your own I wish I had it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we've got like the likes of Taryn Williams from The Right Fit, uh, Fiona Anson from Workable. They're all on board as ambassadors um, and mentors as part of the program. Lauren Silvers from Glamazon. All these women, when I I told them about, you know, these are women that I went through my journey with five years ago. They all said, we wish we had this when we first started because it would have saved uh, them so much time and money.
0: And it's great that they're doing it. Are these people, like when you say ambassadors, I mean, what's in it for them?
1: Um, I think it's giving back. They know. They know the pains (laughs) and the challenges you're going to face when you're first starting out. And, you know, for them, they wish they had it and, and, you know, I think we need to have more role models, female role models, and the women that do come on board as ambassadors really do care about increasing the number of women in tech and and creating that female-friendly culture as well.
0: Is this um, physical in in person or is it online or both? How is it working? So
1: it's uh, in person. So we've got on, like we have video content, but we also have in-person workshops once a week, three-hour workshops. It's held at um, the EY building uh, every week. Um, in George three hours. Street, George Street, yeah,
0: right. Uh, so, okay, so uh, and and why Ernst Young? What, what what's what's the deal there?
1: Um, well, they're a client of mine. Um, but also they're a big supporter of of the program. Um, you know, they they've you know I've had a great relationship with them for about four years. So when I told them about the program, they said, yeah, would love some you space. to, yeah, here's some space. Um, so they've been really supportive. We have a graduation event at the end where we bring in the startup community. We introduced the women to investors. you know they're very early stage they' so they're not they're probably too early for for investment. One of our girls did raise a capital round while she was in the program uh, from from some investors, but um yeah, we introduce them to startup community and and you know introduce them to to people in the industry that can help them at the next step, whether it's another intake? accelerator.
0: What sort of intake would you? Have? How would be? Many would be in an intake.
1: Maximum of twenty. Yep. So, um, you know, our first program we had eleven women, but we'll take up to twenty.
0: Right, and then it goes for eight weeks, and then what do you do? Do one of these intakes every. Ten uh, weeks or three,
1: three times a year. Three
0: times a year, yep. Yes,
1: and we're currently um, building out an online program as well.
0: Right, so you, so that they can have ongoing, um, you know, professional development or, yeah. or webinars.
1: And also we had a re- regional women. We had a lot of women from Tamworth and Tasmania and a few other places that we're not able to get to yet. Um, and, you know, we want to be able to offer them something so that they can get the same education too. Anyone
0: else, your competitor, you have other people, are there other people out there doing this, something like this? I know universities sort of do it.
1: Um, look, when we started, no. Um, there's some code uh, like coding camps, but there it's a little bit different. You know, this is very much focused. Specialised. Specialised, yeah. yeah. This is very much focused on female entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, we're the first to market.
0: Yeah, well done. That sounds like a great business uh, and uh, uh, clearly there's a need for it. Yes. Um, but by the way, it's not just women in tech, men in tech too. Exactly. Because well, there's many men who don't understand this, probably more men. Yeah. Women are probably better better, <laughs> better technical in my view than the men anyway. Men <laughs> women come definitely
1: with, listen. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah <laughs> t- totally. The guys come with great ideas but they don't, don't, as you say, they don't listen. Um uh, uh, And I I guess um, you've done a bit of research. So Mm. the number of women in this environment is as a percentage of the total numbers, how do they run?
1: Yeah, so at the moment it's around 22%.
0: So 22% of all startups in your community or Australia? Yeah, in Australia.
1: I have a female founder or co-founder. Globally it's only 16%. Um, So there is definitely a need to increase those numbers. There are, like we're getting so many inquiries of women, not just wanting the Accelerator program but other um, um, you know, other education piece. They might be at different stages of their tech startup as well. So we're definitely looking at how do we service them and how do we um, educate them. We've got master classes, one day master classes that we're, we're launching as well.
0: After that's after you do the accelerator, yes. Yeah, You're so doing a master class after we've, you. We've
1: got a master class coming up which is on e-commerce, like how to start your e-commerce business, how to hire the right suppliers, um, validate your idea, similar stuff, but in a one day.
0: Very good. Well, I, I always, uh, this is fascinating for me, uh, but I, what I really love is the the fact that you nearly failed yeah. <laughs> in, in respect of taking on Tinder, um, but you didn't lay down, you got back up and you, out of that out of that near failure, you created, you saw the need, well, you saw the problem, you created a solution and then you've executed on it mm. and you're… you're sort of really excited about it. I mean, yeah. it's, you've got energy still. I mean, yeah. Most people are worn I out by now. After six, seven years, I, they're worn out. I've
1: got um, a 10-month-old. <laughs> yeah,
0: you've got to have energy. You've got to no <laughs> you <gotta> have energy. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's it's brilliant. And, um, and what you've also done is you've proven that you don't have to be a bloke to do it. Mm. You can be a woman who can do it. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, you're sort of even up the tables a little bit in that regard, and I, I like that. It's That's sort of inspirational to everybody listening. And I know there are a lot of women who – can take something out of that not just not necessarily doing what you're doing in a specific sense but having the guts and the gumption to just to keep pushing on mm, and yeah. even with a kid yes i mean that that that's sort of inspirational because you know like you know a lot of women around your age group don't even have a kid so no, yeah. in some respects there's no excuse
1: but there's a lot of fear though like when i felt pregnant i did i had a bit of anxiety about how am i going to do it um, but, you know, you do make it work.
0: You don't give birth to your own brain. You no. give birth to a separate human being. Exactly. Your brain stays in your yeah, head. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. And I think you've got to be able to, to you know, really lean on the people around you, yeah. whether it's family or your husband or, you know, whoever's going to help you. I, I,
0: think that's, yeah. I think that's the <laughs> big common denominator yeah. that I can pluck out of this, yeah. is that you need a support group of some kind.
1: Definitely. Definitely. You
0: know, you know, you even if it's just one person, but you need a, a support person or persons and and everyone's going to be different how they use it, yep. but you just need a know somewhere where it's called home.
1: Exactly. You've got to have a home. Yes.
0: And it's not, and that will not be the um, accelerator you go to or it won't be the hub you go to. I mean, it's the home is the person who's sitting in your lounge room.
1: And being your rock.
0: Yeah. Who is there? Mm. Where can you go when you feel mm. totally challenged? Yes. That's a big one. Okay. I always give everyone one opportunity or not one opportunity, an opportunity to <laughs> ask me a question. What question would you have for me?
1: Oh, so many questions. Um, I think, <laughs> I don't know. I think you've been really great at obviously building your own personal brand. So what's your advice to me? Like I'm the face of my business. What's your advice to me building a business like this and me being the face?
0: Um, my first bit of advice would be a warning uh, <laughs> because uh, it, uh, it takes a lot away from you. So mm. the, the the flip side of building a, a brand around yourself, um, which I don't think I have, but anyway, but building a brand around yourself, um, it has a personal cost. That's mm. the very first thing you got to remember. That, but uh, the way I've done it is, or um, well, the corporations that I am involved with have done it is, um, it's just consistency and persistency. Mm-hmm. It's it's not actually having necessarily a big statement to make. Mm. It's just having a statement to make about something that's relative, relevant to your industry. In my case, my industry is financial services, mm-hmm. um, and then um, and the, but then being prepared to take that brand to wherever it needs to go. Yep. And so it's constantly being available, constantly be prepared to speak. Sometimes it's totally irrelevant. Um, sometimes you think, "Why am I doing this? <laughs> um, this is a, a complete waste of time." Um, but every little layer. Helps. Yeah. It's a bit like making a, a good lever.
1: Mm. You
0: know, you have lots of layers and layers and layers <laughs> and layers and layers, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you got to keep putting them on. And the more layers you got, the better it turns out. And uh, so, I I, 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 there is no secret to mm. this. It's just persistency and consistency. takes a long time. Mm. Not so many much dollars. It just takes lots of time. your time and a long time to do it. Yeah, and um, and I've been doing it for a long time now, many, 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 many years, like tens and decades. Um, and uh, and you're gonna fuck it up every now yeah. and then. Every now <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna get hammered. The media is gonna go for you because you know the better you do, the more a target you become. Mm. Um, and you have to be pretty resilient. You have to. Mm. I really don't care what the media says about me.
1: Yeah,
0: anymore. Yeah. I used to. I don't care anymore. Um, And, you know, I always take the view that I've got the right to reply anyway because I am in the media. Mm. So I can't complain, but what it does, it it kills your lifestyle, your – you, you know, Making you, you it can't,
1: sound so positive. <laughs>
0: no, no. Yeah, well, yeah, well yeah, this is this is this is the truth. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're you're in this show because we don't talk bullshit here. Mm. Um, it's it's a, it's not hard work or anything. It's mm. none of those things. But it can be challenging if you're that sort of person. Let it get who you let, yeah. who, who gets to. And now I'm not saying it doesn't get to me. It does get to me. Mm. But I don't let it get to me. Yeah, I, I brush it off. that's just my personality because I get on with the next thing. Yeah, and I forget about it. Yeah. But some people, if you dwell on it. You're gone.
1: Yeah. If and you I, care I have what good advisors
0: think. too. Well, yeah. I don't care what other people think. I yeah. only care what my family and friends think. Exactly. The rest of the people don't care. Exactly. Um, but I got good advisors. Um, you know, when things are going tough, you have to fight. Mm. You have to be pre- prepared to fight. Um, and you have to do it dispassionately. You can't be passionate about it. What I mean by you can't care.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And you know, sometimes you're going to come across as a real prick. <laughs> um, in my case, um, and yeah. uh, other times you come across as a great benefit. At the end of the day, fifty percent of the people hate you, and fifty percent of the people love you. You can't then you're going please right.
1: everybody. That's you're going it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: that's the outcome. Yeah. Um, you can't want everyone to love you. Otherwise, you end up being a politician, and you get yeah. nothing done.
1: <laughs> oh, God, couldn't think because of Because that's how they operate. Worse. They
0: don't. They try to uh, make everyone love them, so they sanitize everything. They're saying yeah. that they don't stand for anything. At the end of the day, no. So I think you
1: to be authentic. At the end of the day, you that's You've got to be yourself. Yeah.
0: People will work out pretty fast if you're being sort of um, stylized. Yeah. You can't yep. be stylized. No. You have to, they have to take your warts and all. And, um, and to some extent, I think people appreciate seeing mm. the, the, the other side of you. So I don't sanitize in this show, for example, I don't sanitize how I speak. I don't sanitize how I dress. Sometimes I come in a tracksuit. Sometimes I've got a suit on. Depends what I've got to do after. I really don't care. Yeah, you know, I'm, I, I, I literally don't care. But I'm at a stage in my life where I can do that. Mm, yeah, you know, like I'm at, in terms of my age, etc. Um, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's hopefully. Does that answer your question?
1: Yes, that was great. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Well, thanks very much for coming. in. It's a fascinating story. Um, I I look forward to following what you do, um, particularly with your new initiatives with women. Yep, um, and and the, and assisting them get there. Idea up with tech. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I would say to you, um, tech ready women probably doesn't really quite describe your business. It's a, it doesn't do it justice.
1: Okay, Ooh, interesting. Okay. That's a, okay. I, I, what What do you think? I don't
0: know. I think it's startup ready women or uh, startup ready. Women? It's, it's really about getting women the complete package. It's not yeah. just about tech. Yeah,
1: yeah. You've you're,
0: you're, you're actually evolved the business from technology. Yeah assisting them with tech talk yep. and tech outcomes yep. to actually helping them with a the startup. Yep. So it's it's like it's really I it's, guess
1: cuz our differentiator is it's tech focused it rather tech than focused. general startup.
0: Because these people have an app want to yep. launch.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So and and also it's the topics that we teach are uh, very much it's all about building a tech product. So not just startup
0: yeah, there's maybe. just some startups. What would be cool is if you could sort of end up having a call, something like, <laughs> w- giving it a, a boy's name, okay, like Wally. you know, women <laughs> advanced uh, <laughs> learning of something or, or the end of the why. I mean, s- something you could play with, um, uh, you know, like uh, yeah. not, you know, I, I don't know. Just, you're, anyway, you're the marketer. You think yeah, about it, but yeah. but I, but think I just think it. it doesn't do it justice after you've explained it to me. because okay. when I read the brief, yeah, I thought it was something different to what you've explained to me now. Okay, <laughs> that's my In- first reaction.
1: Interesting. Okay, okay. and cool. uh,
0: I'm. Just a survey, one. Yeah. But um, you know, do with that. Do with that what you want. Okay. Um, but maybe I'll see you in a year's time, and um, and okay. uh, and I'll, I'll be interested to know how many more of these you're doing a year, and yep. um, and I'll be really interested to know how it's evolved into the online education environment
1: Yes. Yes. Great. Christy, nice to meet you. Lovely to meet you too.